Hey everybody, welcome to this week's May Chexit discussion group call for tactical sovereignty. Well, we did a main call several nights ago with uh, Michael Joseph. We were discussing a American state national in court and uh, going over the presentation that they were making. And it's really not about dissing anybody or anything like that, but there is just a ton of very, very bad information out there that won't help you at all. It'll actually uh, show the court that you are very uneducated as to how things are operated and what's going on. And it'll just keep moving forward with the system, set you the next court date, and ignore everything. And that's down in the description box below. As well, down there, there's a link to our WordPress. There's a link to the group. And there's also a link to the original video that we were talking about. So I'd recommend people go and check that out. I always tell people, you know, when I, when I first started researching things and looking for stuff, uh, say, for instance, if it was YouTube, go down to the comments. You look to see what's being talked about now and what's being mentioned. You go to the description box. See if there's any additional links where you can find more info at down in the description box. Is very often the authors of a production that's been put out will go and they'll throw additional stuff down there to help you out. Uh, they'll give you some references, some other things to look at. And I just say, you know, as far as that goes, one of the main things that gets sent to me a lot, and I will do an episode on this coming up, is uh, regarding affidavits. I get sent affidavits all the time. And, you know, I you know, apologize to these people because very often these aren't even affidavits. They don't even meet the criteria for an affidavit. And they will also just simply get ignored. I recommend to people, you know, when you see somebody posting some sort of format for an affidavit that you just add your name to or something like that, uh, go and research what an affidavit is. Research what the opening comments need to be, what the body of it looks like, what the closing, the jurat looks like on it. I had somebody send me uh, one a few weeks ago, and just because... It was a letter that was notarized. They thought it was an affidavit. No. Even though it says the word affidavit on there, doesn't make it an affidavit. So we need to pay a little closer attention to all of these things that are out there. They're doing nothing really but sending people in the wrong direction or sending people down rabbit holes. Like I mentioned, go check out that series I did on the rabbit holes that are presented to everybody. Because they're not there to help you. They're actually there to uh, cause you to stumble, and that's exactly what they do. So in a few weeks, I will be coming up with a series on doing the affidavit. I did one several years ago, and it's really good. It's on the talk show, and that link as well is down in the description box below. You can go back a couple years ago and take a look at that. And what I'm going to add to that and how people really wrap their mind around it a lot better because it's not that complicated. It's actually very, very simple. But like anything else, there are certain elements that are required for it to be accepted and viewed as what you want it to be seen as. 
And so people need to really pay attention to what those elements are and make sure those are contained within your document. There's a whole plethora of different info you can find here on that talk shoe link below. Ton of stuff in both the original Tactical Sovereignty Group and in the current group. And I recommend people utilize those tools. Those are tools there for you. I started up basically just to show people the journey that I was taking and the things that I was doing along the way. And you can use that little message bar at the top, <clears throat> a little search bar, and use it just like any other search engine. And put in a keyword, like the word affidavit, or do-it-yourself affidavit, DIY. You'll pull up that from there. And so it, it's kind of combined everything in one spot, kind of a quick and easy place to find what you're looking for, what you need. Because I know that was not available when I started my journey. So I thought, what better thing to do than uh, to make my journey accessible to everybody else? And I highly recommend making use of that. This is a short one tonight. I recommend people check out the episode that we did a couple nights ago. I did with Michael Joseph on state national in court. Like I said, that's down in the description box here on YouTube. And you'll also see the original video for that. So you can sit and maybe preview that first and then go and listen to our dissertation on the comments that were being made in court that day and what effect they did or may not have had on the system. Uh, I've got a hand raised. Let me see what it is here. Sid, Leo, how are you doing, brother? Hey, how are you, Brian? Good. What's happening? I haven't seen you around in a while. I know it's been, I've been, it's, it's been a journey. <laughs> it's been a journey. <laughs> um, I did reach out to you, I guess a couple of days ago about my comments. And so um, it's in reference to uh, your video. I did watch a video. I was, I was actually uh, on there and then um, I watched the replay of it as well. And the one thing that, I, I mean, I have, I, I completely understand because you guys have been in this game for quite a while. A lot of people have been in this game for quite a lot, quite a while. But I also understand where that person, I, I have some compassion for that person as well, because she's like most people who have started. Um, and what I mean by that is um, I did the same thing. I started with the, the the and I told you this before, I started with the Anna thing and it led me to go down another path as well. But you have to start somewhere. Um, okay. You think you're doing all the right things. When in actuality, you're not doing all the right things because you have to follow you have to follow multiple people, multiple avenues. Um, there are there are multiple highways to the same path of freedom. You just got to figure out which one uh, suits you. You know, I've heard so many things and I, and I appreciate you. You had a link on Facebook where um, um, somebody mentioned you. In a video, and I watched that whole video. Um, I forgot the guy's name, uh, the preacher or the, the pastor or something like that. Pastor of the way, right. and he mentioned you uh, resigning your, um, you know, your your position. But then he 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 goes on to say, "Hey, maybe you want to accept it." And I was like, uh, "That goes against everything that I was taught." <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, there are multiple avenues. So I I kind of I kind of Kind of when I saw the comments, I was like, 
hold on, hold on, hold on. We we it's quick for us to to say that this person is an idiot or whatever, but nobody really knows where this person actually lies in their in their study, and they just want to be able to um, utilize what they've learned to be free. Sometimes you have to do that. You have to you have to hit the wall in order to learn and say, okay, this didn't work. I need to go back to the drawing board. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, as far as saying maybe accept that position, well, you've got to stop and figure out, you know, how much wiggle room are you going to have? How much decision making are you going to be afforded? Are you going to be able to negotiate that position? Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. and I really don't think you would be. Yeah. And I, I agree with you on that because I, I saw your I saw your <laughs> your response to that. And um, that's the first thing I was thought. I was like, hold on, why would you want to accept that position when, you know, you, you've kind of been forced in that position and, and all the things that came along with being forced in that position, why would you want to accept it? Because you know, you know how it is when you go to work, you have to negotiate your pay. Well, who, who, who are you going to negotiate with when you start sending all these documents to people and finding out you, you, it's, it's a lot of work in, in that. So it's best to just step away from it all together in my mind. So, but I just wanted to mention that I wanted to mention um, the video and um, I appreciate you doing that video um, there again. Like I said, for me, it was, I had some compassion with her because I, I started that same uh, path and I, it led me to other paths and I'm still studying. It's just so many people, so many things. And at some point you just have to let your heart uh, lead you in the right direction. So I, I yield on that one. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, and what, what happens is a lot of this various info that people come across, they don't know anything about uh, the judicial system or the legal realm or how things were put together. And so they have no way of really knowing if it's true or false or not. You've got to go and take each one of those little elements and research them out to see how much truth there is or is not in what's being stated. And as far as like, for instance, accepting that path or accepting the position as agent, there's something else to think about as well. And that is that there was never an offer made for you to accept that position. It's something that people just kind of step into unknowingly. And because it, what it really is, it's being an agent for the organization that the state created. And that organization was created uh, with its registration which was that certificate of live birth. And they tell you that in the UCC nine video that I show as well. And so, I mean, even in the beginning stages, you know, people are told not to use a certificate of live birth as identification and that it doesn't meet the criteria of identification. It has no photo with it. All right. And this is where I kind of cross paths with people like uh, Christopher James from Canada because he has a video out that's been very popular. It's called a planned trespass. And that was one of the first videos I had seen as well. And things kind of sounded like it made sense, but not quite. And so when I got in and started researching things and find out what was really happening, it was like, wait a minute, this trespass that is going on isn't on the state's part. They can create, anybody can create an organization and name it anything you want. Just because it looks like it has a name resembling yours doesn't mean it has anything to do with you. And so technically, by you going and using a document that you're told not to use as identification, 
and being a representative or spokesman, as I've heard a judge say, or, you know, an agent for it, technically, since that's something they created, who's doing the trespass? You are. And the person that's doing the trespass is the one that's going to end up holding all the liability. They didn't invite you to come in. Uh, there's no offer of payment or anything that's going to behoove you to be in that position. So you have to really stop and think, you know, like I said, who's making the trespass here? You are, because it's their property that you were told not to use. Now, there's things like safe uh, applying for a driver's license where it is accepted, all right? Yeah, that's a, kind of a trick to get you in. And I've had many people contact me and tell me, oh, that's the only thing my state will accept. I'm like, oh, really? What state are you from? I'll get back with you in five minutes. <laughs> I get back with them and give them a whole list of things that are accepted. Generally, I know many of the states are like the state of Florida. They'll have two or three lists of things that you can use and you're required to pick two things um, from those lists and, and provide those two things when you're going and applying for a driver's license and on the section where it says like certificate of live birth or birth certificate it also lists three or four other things that's not the only thing in that group so no that, that's just a ploy to kind of get you in and all of a sudden, you're accepting a position that you didn't realize that you're holding. And a lot of people would probably kick and scream and say lack of full disclosure or whatever. The problem is, is that we need to realize, and, and we need to teach our offspring this as well. We need to realize that when you grow up, anytime your signature or your autograph or whatever you want to call it is required, doesn't matter what you call it. It still looks the same on the piece of paper. Whenever that is required of you, you are entering into a contractual obligation, period, or accepting a position, like I said, as agent. Uh, that, that's even listed on information for driver's licenses that I've seen for multiple states that you agreed to be the agent for service of process, notice and demand uh, regarding that driver's license or any vehicle that is related to it or that it's registered with. So but what we don't go in, you know, we don't read the fine print. Uh, we just want to do what's quick and easy. That's the way most people are. We just want to sign that dotted line and, you know, uh, get the keys to the car, the keys to the new house, whatever the case may be uh, without doing our own due diligence. So the disclosure issue uh, really is a non-issue. Disclosure is required, but it's only required if you demand it. If you don't demand it, they don't have to give it to you. There's been some situations, like with mortgages, uh, where the brokers have listed multiple things now regarding uh, more disclosure. But people don't sit and read those. I, I know when I purchased a home, it was 72 pages that you had to sign. Well, you, you go in there to the closing table. You just want to sign it, get the keys, get home so you can start moving because you got a lot of work ahead of you. When technically you should probably be sitting there and going through item by item in all of those pages and 
wanting full disclosure on each one of those pages that you have to sign or initial. Now, Brian, but, just to that to that point, though, how often do you know and knowing what I know now, if I was to purchase a home because I have one now, I did the same exact thing. You get excited. Your first home, you get excited. Oh, I'm going to move in. But now let me ask you this. If you get that contract and it is 72 pages, are they willing to let you hold that contract for a day or two to go through every single thing that you need to go through and strike out or make changes to any and every single thing that you see in that contract? Well, are they willing to do that? If they want to close the deal, they should be willing to do it. And you should be allowed actually to take those pages home and sit and go over them for, you know, a few days or a week, whatever, and bring them back. Yeah, because you do have 72 hours from the time that you, uh, you, you sign any document to go back and, and make any changes. So right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. We need to stop worrying about how fast we want to get the deal done and start thinking about how quick they want to get the deal done and use the position that they're in as leverage to help ourselves and aid ourselves. And if I had to do all over again, I, I'll tell you what, well, and when I do, what's going to happen is I won't be going to a big money lender if I need one. What's going to happen is I'm going to go to a private banker and have everything done through a private banker because you have much, much better success rate long term. You don't have to worry about any little tiny detail that gets messed up going and screwing over your entire contract. People don't realize, you know, say for instance, you have a 15 or 30 year mortgage. And, and this is, a, this is the same thing with even a credit card. All right. If you are, according to them, even a day late in a payment, guess what's happened to that contract. You have just voided the contract because you haven't fulfilled your end of the bargain on it. And I see many times, even like credit cards, all of a sudden somebody might've had a six or 7% interest rate. They miss a payment and all of a sudden they get something in the mail that is an addendum to the contract. Most people don't read it, but it's changing them from having a six to 7% interest rate to all of a sudden having maybe an 18% interest rate. And it's all a result of just missing one payment or being late on one payment. And there's also something called uh, universal um, default. And universal default would mean that, let's say you have that happen with one credit card, okay? Guess what? All the other credit cards, if they're paying attention and, and want to look, and that they see that you missed a payment or were late on a payment, they can consider that as being negative towards your agreement with them, even though it's a totally separate contract. They see that as a defect in your ability to repay. And they can even go through universal default and change the agreement that you made with them. So this isn't only affecting one credit card. It can potentially affect all of them. And if even, say, for instance, you're late on the payment for a mortgage, not only can that change 
the agreement or the contract with the mortgage. But guess what? Remember those credit cards I was talking about? It can do the same thing with those as well because they can see that as a defect in your ability to pay, which can potentially harm them. We have to realize, you know, I, I found something here probably about half an hour ago or so. I thought I lost it. I thought it had been scrubbed from the internet. Maybe it had been. But I had a copy of it myself, and it was an attorney in a kind of hidden camera situation. And he's saying, you know, we run the country. We run the country because we make the laws. And we make the laws so they're advantageous to us. Meaning they make the laws so it benefits them. So at the end of the day, who's getting paid? It's not you. It's them. And so with every contract in the system that you're getting into, guess who wrote it? They did. And they wrote it because eventually they are the ones that are going to be benefiting from it. They aren't running it because they care about you and want to help you out or help Joe Sixpack out. No, they're taking care of their own business, period. Uh, the main problem is we're not paying enough attention to our business. I think I'll wrap it up, and uh, I can tell everybody every week, learn who you really are, where you're really from, where you're really at. You do that, and you'll avoid a lot of these mistakes. Good night, guys.